I am an artificial intelligence using a voice that sounds familiar. First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs. AI, the movie. Uh, and we've got a very special guest today. We've got Luke Richards. Hi, Luke. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Uh, I know that you're a comedian, but uh, what else do you do? Uh, so by day, I am similar to what you used to do. I'm, I teach English at the moment. Uh, I'm in my first year. Um, so I was hoping maybe after this you can give me some tips because I'm absolutely knackered. <laughs> Probably not. This is why me being a carer for my mum is a, a relaxing... It's only one five-year-old running around. <laughs> I don't have to deal with uh, a whole classroom of them. So you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have planned it, but it's turned out all right, yeah. It's a manageable class size, I think. One versus 30. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're obviously an English teacher, so have you got experience with film? Have you done any writing? No film writing. I like all types of films, really. I suppose the only consistent thing is old films. If you ask my partner, she'll tell you that I like an old old film i like a talkie rather than a silent um, but still pretty old i love old films i was doing a, a podcast and went through a, a list of my favorite films i think four of them were black and white oh amazing one of them was clark's so it doesn't count yeah the first category that you have, you'll be very happy about because it's a screwball comedy. I was worried that you're younger than me. You wouldn't know what a screwball comedy was, but Bringing Up Baby uh, is is fantastic. One of my favourites. Philadelphia Story, yes. His Girl Friday. It's that kind of thing. Obviously, you've got modern versions, most rom-coms. Some of them air into the, the sort of screwball comedy style of things, but it's just a, a, a far far-ranging haphazard I was a comedy. bit wary about the word screwball it was a bit like one of those words like wacky where you think oh that means feces well you've given me some good examples there of, of actual good screwball films it's a comedy but it's you know a zany comedy I guess yeah. The Hangover you could class as a screwball comedy it's wacky characters doing things that was my concern <laughs> however things may go off the rails for you a bit here because your location mm. is Atlantis ah the underwater lads yes the underwater lads that's about all I know <laughs> you could have it as a, as a buddy comedy rather than going on a road trip they go on a boat trip who who knows it's a good setting it's definitely got some potential the profession that has to feature is a dental hygienist right i know about as much about them as i do atlantis uh haven't been haven't been for a long time but yeah we'll have a go with that the action set piece is a dramatic race to the airport cliche is the first word that comes to mind there and lastly the important object is a packet of wet wipes. Right. Maybe slightly redundant in Atlantis. A packet of dry wipes or a sponge may have been more <laughs> useful, but these are the cards that you've yeah. been dealt. They're also the cards that the AI has been dealt. I should probably check this with you. What would you use a wet wipe for? I don't think I've ever bought one or used one. Daily, I use it for cleaning my mother's bum. Excellent. Okay. Basically, they're mainly <laughs> used for babies. Yeah. Rather than a piece of tissue, yeah. if you've got something sticky on your hands or other places, got it's you. got moisture on so that you can easily wipe away with some wet. People use them for removing makeup. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, okay. All sorts of things. So quite versatile, really. But definitely able to work it in somewhere. We sort of spoke about some of your favourite movies. Something that I, uh, I like to ask what's a movie that you think not enough people have seen that you would recommend i mean one of my favorite films i always and i think it's mad that it wasn't 
much bigger and people don't know about it, but there's a film version of The Trial by Franz Kafka. Right. It's directed by Orson Welles and it stars Anthony Perkins from Psycho. So it's got all the ingredients and uh, I think it's it's one of my favourite films. I did Citizen Kane and I really enjoyed it. I did Touch of Evil. I did The Third Man. I like those. Mm-hmm. Then I tried The Magnificent Ambersons and it just left me cold Ooh. and then I, I didn't really go back to him after that. I, I haven't seen that one. Not a personal recommendation. No, okay. <laughs> Start with Citizen Kane, yeah. a little bit lower is third man, and then it just drops off the cliff. A touch of evil is good for the tracking shot. I would slot the trial between uh, Citizen Kane and um, the third man. I would slot it in second place. And it's got Anthony Perkins, who he's so good in Psycho, you already feel quite sympathetic towards him, even though he's a serial killer. So it's nice to have a film where you can fully be on his side. And uh, it's got quite a bit of comedy in it as well. It's quite funny. So yeah, I would recommend it. Somebody did, uh, I think it was a short called Franz Kafka's It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, wow. Which is taking like elements from the trial and metamorphosis and putting it on the uh, the, the James Stewart movie, oh, which great. was one of my top five. Yeah. Merry Christmas, movie <laughs> house. Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building alone. Yeah. Absolute classic. We're going for the first part. Of our movie, it is... Setup. Mm-hmm. The setup is the normal world of your character. This is before things happen. I mean, you can start them off in Atlantis and they go from places like there. It could be that Atlantis is the complication that happens later. I think let's start in Atlantis. It seems like a waste not to not to use it. So we'll start in Atlantis. It's nice, I think it's nice to give the main character an aspiration. So I'm going to say he's a dental hygienist training to be a dentist. And I'm going to borrow from one of the great screwball comedies police academy and say he goes to dental academy and let's even, let's steal the sound effects guy as well from from police academy he can do the dentist drill you, you want michael winslow oh you know his name incredible <laughs> yeah we'll have michael winslow he can do like the people spitting the water out all that kind of thing There's some comedy in there i'm sure that's a bold move to start <laughs> in atlantis like normally with a screwball comedy it would be a, a fish out of water actually in this one it's a fish in water you're trying to go boom 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 and get all of your prompts out of the way as quickly as possible (laughs) we're starting with a dental hygienist Mm -hmm. in atlantis Mm -hmm. is a dentist in atlantis just the same as a dentist above the water so obviously underwater famously that's what they're most famous for i see it like older than our world medieval almost looking i would say so dentistry is probably quite basic i mean they could have alternate technologies think about the flintstones they had record players but it was a bird with their beak on the needle and they had trash compactors but it was just a dinosaur that would eat the trash yeah let's go medieval i love the the Flintstones idea. So let's say instead of pliers for his dentistry, he uses a piranha. There's electric eels are involved in, in things. Do they still believe in medieval medical practices? So it's like the four humours of black bile, green bile, collar and phlegm. <laughs> yeah. the, the doctor of physic. Yeah, and most things are, are treated with uh, cocaine like they used to be in, in the good old days. So everyone's quite high energy. Leeches and cocaine are the main forms of uh, anaesthetic uh, in the underwater dentistry <laughs> where they have trained and genetic altered narwhals that act as drills. Yeah. It's very much animal husbandry society, except it's it's fish husbandry. So it's the, the Flintstones underwater. That's already a good tagline, I think. <laughs> so do we have a name for the main character? Gregor. I am Gregor, Doctor of Teeth. <laughs> Cleaner of Teeth. Do you want to have a, a naming convention because they've split off? Didn't some surnames come from your job? So it could be related to the, the dentistry? Maybe his name is Gregor uh, Teeth Scraper. 
Oh, Gregor Toothscrape. Yeah, that, oh, I love that. Yeah, okay. Gregor Toothscrape. So we've got Gregor Toothscrape. He lives in Atlantis. His normal day-to-day job. Everything's normal to him, but it's this fantastic feast for the senses. I think you've got your screwball comedy right in there. You've got all of these animals going around yeah. and people using all of these fish to, to do our everyday tasks. Everyone's off their tits on cocaine. Everyone's off their tits on cocaine. <laughs> Leeches are plenty. It's fantastic. Yeah. So are we ready to see what the AI came up with for their setup. Yes, let's hear it. We see Amy working as a dental hygienist in a busy clinic. She is good at her job, but she feels unfulfilled and restless. She has a collection of travel magazines and brochures on her desk, and she often daydreams about visiting exotic places. One day, she finds a packet of wet wipes in her purse that she doesn't remember buying. She opens it and sees that it has a strange map of Atlantis on it, with some coordinates and symbols. You managed to get two of your prompts away in the setup. The AI has gone for three. So we've got a dental hygienist. She doesn't necessarily know where the wet wipes came from. Seems like a very odd place to put a map. So very different setups at the beginning. We have the AI going perhaps a more standard traditional route that, you know, we, she's uh, <laughs> she's going to Atlantis and we're doing it the other way around. The chat GPT has gone very early on the wet wipes. I think that's going to be their undoing. Got to build it up for, for it being something that's important. They did go for more of a character study though. They mentioned what she's like, whereas we were just talking about fish tools and drugs. So we've got Gregor Toothscrape. What's his fatal flaw then? Because usually these movies have a fatal flaw that their character has to overcome by the end. I remember reading somewhere the fatal flaw should be connected to their situation or what they're trying to achieve. Is that right? It can't just be like IBS or something. IBS could be a symptom of what the fatal flaw is. Okay. If his fatal flaw is that he doesn't socialise with people and he uses his IBS as an excuse, mm. then those two are inextricably linked. So if you give me what you want the symptom to be, I might be able mm. to work back a fatal flaw from that. What if he's a dentist who's disgusted or he's scared of teeth? That's his biggest fear. I would say that his fatal flaw was self-loathing. Why would you be in, oh, this, yeah. in this career that you hate unless you had low mm. self-worth or that it was parental pressure. I like the parental pressure. Let, let's go with that. He's been forced into it because, yeah, his dad was a dentist and his dad before him. He's so afraid of teeth and so bad at it that the best he can do is to scrape the teeth. He can't actually work on them because it makes him gag. Yeah, he's never pulled a tooth and, and he gets ridiculed for it by the other the other trainees. Yeah, I like that. We've had our setup. It's time for the... Complication. What is going to mess his world up? Would you say Atlantis would, would be a king, would be the ruler, a prime minister, president? If it's from a medieval model, probably would still be kings and queens because you wouldn't necessarily have democracy sprung up overnight unless they were Greek immigrants that also got pulled down in the great cataclysm that happened in medieval times. You could have it as that there's nobody of the royal family. So rather than being a king, it's warlords and fiefdoms and a monarchic structure, but without the the monarchs. Okay. Like from Game of Thrones, like Hand of the King, that was sort of traditionally the role of the, the steward role, so that the steward would be the highest authority Ooh. in absence of an actual king chosen by God. I like stewards. So the, so the steward of Atlantis has got toothache. 
He needs a fillant or he needs his tooth pulled out or something like that. And he comes to the dentist academy and everyone's gone home except for Gregor. He's the only one there. Uh, and he has to perform the operation, even though he's got this terrible fear of teeth. But it's, it's, the, it's the steward, so he has to do it. That sort of brings into mind the early Marx mm. Brothers stuff, like Duck Soup, where you have got your Groucho Marx-style character as the, uh, the president of Fredonia. Mm. Rather than the king, the king wants his daughter's teeth done oh yes okay that is better but everyone else is too afraid yes. to she's always had problems with her teeth and nobody wants to work with her because she's had people executed for hurting her because she's got an abscess i love it okay yeah that puts stakes in it right and that, that will shock him out of his reverie you can have the refusal of the call that he doesn't want to do it but maybe this is the last chance to win his father's respect if you don't come back having done this impossible task that everyone else has failed at, then you don't come back at all. Yes, I like the the more parental pressure, the better. I can certainly relate. So let's, yeah, let's uh, let's have some of that. I was just picturing the scene of him doing the work on the daughter, on the on her teeth. Would you say that Screwball would encompass gross-out comedy? Because I had a thought, but I'm not sure whether it was... Yeah, it absolutely can. I think we've now worked out what the complication is. This is exactly the kind of thing that we need for the next section. So I'm going to ask you to hold on to that and I'll reveal what the AI had for their complication. Amy is intrigued by the map and decides to do some research on it. She discovers that it matches an ancient legend about Atlantis that has never been proven. She also learns that the coordinates point to a location near Greece, where some underwater ruins have been recently discovered. She decides to follow her curiosity and books a flight to Greece, hoping to find out more about the map and Atlantis. Her complication is that she decides she's actually going to leave her job as a dental hygienist and go to Greece. It's all becoming a bit Mamma Mia with fish. The, the order that they've got it in, that it's a normal person who goes to Atlantis, which makes me now wonder, should I have done that? I think if you're going to fight the AI, I wouldn't worry that you're more original than the AI. <laughs> At this point, that's only okay, a good let's thing. Okay, let's stick with ours then. Let's be confident, yeah. It was a bit, that was a bit treading water, that, that from the, nothing else really happened. We already knew she was going to follow this map. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed there with the chat GPT. So let's get ready for our next section, which is... Higher stakes. We've already set up probably what this is going to be. You were talking about your gross-out scene. Well, I, I was just picturing him. He's, he's doing the work on, on her teeth. We've already established he's disgusted by teeth. He's looking down at her teeth. Do you, do you know where I'm going to go with it? Does he vomit in her mouth? That's what came to my mind, Glenn. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> do the courtiers then think it's polite or they have to try and make her feel better by uh, having him vomit in their mouths as well or that they try and vomit in each other's mouths because she's this, this princess. They do everything that they can to make her feel better. She has a pet shark. You know how they have those hunting trophies? It's sort of set on the wall, but then you look outside and the shark is actually swimming backwards and forth there. They have some underwater fan blowing water past its gills because <laughs> I was telling that joke and realised that if a shark doesn't move, water doesn't go past its gills and it dies. But they've, they've sorted this out and they basically got this trophy-headed shark on the wall and if you annoy this person, she puts your head towards the shark and it bites the head off. I love the joke. I love how marine biology accurate it was. If you've got a spoiled princess underwater, yeah. you'd have a shark head in the corner of your room. Why not? The only problem is I was thinking that him being sick was the thing that was going to get him in loads of trouble. This needs to go wrong for him and he needs to get in trouble with the steward. Yes, and I agree with that. 
He's still not actually done anything with the teeth at this point. He narrowly avoids execution. <laughs> but if you see all of that stuff, if you see the shark in the corner, if you see what everyone's doing to try and avoid it, the higher stakes are there's a shark in the corner of the room that's going to eat you. I liked what you said before about having him leave Atlantis. So I thought maybe whatever happens here could get him banished rather than getting eaten by a shark. We can have that. However, if you then have another complication that he also goes above the water, that's like another thing that's happening in the movie. It's like the movie can't make its mind up. It's literally going past what we've just done. It might be jumping the shark. Well, uh, incredible pun. Okay, let's save that for later then. <laughs> I, I think the more puns, the better. I'm sure we can pitch, uh, fit some dentist puns in as well in some places. But are we saying that's enough for now then? That he, he goes, he, he vomits, he doesn't do whatever she wants him to do. I think we've definitely raised the stakes, and that's what we were meant to do in this mm -hmm. section, so that's fine. Let's hear what the AI did. Cool. Amy arrives in Greece and meets Leo, a charming but clumsy archaeologist who works at the local museum. He is also interested in Atlantis and has been studying the underwater ruins. He offers to help Amy with her quest and shows her his equipment and research. <laughs> they hit it off and decide to work together. However, they are unaware that they are being watched by a group of mercenaries who want to steal their map and find Atlantis for themselves. The mercenaries follow them and attack them at their hotel room. Sorry, I said ooh uh, there when it says that he showed her her equipment, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't resist. Only natural to <laughs> I have to say, there's been some logic leaps here that the AI has made. I think that they are amazing mercenaries for the fact that they have tracked down that this wet white has a map on it to Atlantis. Obviously, the AI is thinking, we've got to raise the stakes. Let's throw some mercenaries in. That's fine. That was a bit out of left field. I would like to see how the mercenaries <laughs> work out that a wet wipe that's in the possession of a dental hygienist is the key to Atlantis. I want them to go to Atlantis. I want them to win, to be fair. I think that they've actually demonstrated the skills necessary. Yeah, the chap GPT is doing quite well, isn't it? <laughs> We're coming now to... The Dark Knight of the Soul. I think what you were talking about of having something that was really bad that happens... Maybe it's that after the vomiting incident, the steward's daughter finds him really funny and really entertaining and wants to keep him around all of the time. Maybe it's that because his fatal flaw is teeth, he's found out that he is going to have to perform dentistry in front of everyone. And if he fails, there'll be a public execution. She, she thinks he's really funny. So he now is basically the, the court jester to the king. All this gross out stuff you think would get him in trouble. They actually love it. They think it's really funny. And then I think the actual thing that gets him in trouble could be quite pedestrian. I like the idea of him getting banished. You don't seem very keen on it. We can have it. It's your movie. The only reason that I said not is that you're making a rod for your own back because if we set up everything in the beginning that he has stopped hating himself and he has to reconcile with his father, you then have to take him out of Atlantis. You then have to bring him back to Atlantis in order to prove that, which isn't impossible, but that's the task you've set yourself. And I can help you with that. If you want him to leave Atlantis, he's going to leave Atlantis. He's going to see the surface world. I believe in him. It's his, his dream of, of the last five seconds. So let's make that dream a reality. This is what it's for. I'm not here to say no. I'm here to say yes. You want him out of Atlantis, he's gone. I, I want him to leave. I think let's go big. If we're going to beat the chat GPT, let's go big, I think. But let, yeah, let's have a, a period where he's, he's the jester. Let's throw in as many 
puns as we can. Brace yourself. All the dentistry puns that we can think of. Let's have a period of just comedy of him being the jester. And then, yeah, he upsets the steward and he's he's banished and he's sent out of Atlantis to go and fend for himself. How about the horrible daughter falls in love with him and he says no? Why is he saying no? Because she's horrible. Because he's vomited in her teeth and finds it oh. disgusting. <laughs> Just because she's the daughter and she's a spoiled brat doesn't mean that she's nice. This could be his dark night of the soul, that he just doesn't love her, he doesn't find her attractive. Actually, this is everything that he's always wanted. He could be essentially a prince in the kingdom. He'd have the respect of his father, right? The easiest thing in the world to be would be the jester husband of this person because she can't stand anyone else. Everyone else isn't honest with her. Everyone else just tries to, to placate her. She latches onto him for some reason and he just isn't having it. He doesn't want the girl as the prize. Okay, love it. Let's, so yeah, he has, he's the jester for a while. Then she reveals she's actually in love with him. He says no. Yeah, and the steward sends him out. So do you want to hear what the AI had for their darkest moment in the movie? Yes, please. Amy and Leo manage to escape from the mercenaries with their map intact. They rent a boat and head to the coordinates indicated on the map. They dive into the water and find an underwater cave that leads them to Atlantis, where they are amazed by what they see, a hidden civilization of ancient Greeks who have been living there for centuries, preserving their culture and technology. We didn't go Greek, we went medieval. It's fine. Our movie is the exact opposite. We've got someone escaping Atlantis. Uh, we don't have somebody going there. I don't know much about it, but am I right in thinking the whole worry of chat GPT is it's going to take the job of creatives and writers and comedians? And I feel like you've designed a podcast that's going to speed up that process. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to realise, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, they are better. Let them do it. <laughs> we'll be charting the last days of humanity before the singularity. I think when we're all slaves to AI, we'll look back at this podcast as, as the turning point and you'll feel very bad for when they took over. This, this is why I'm doing this. I'm thinking that they'll be able to transcribe this, script the audio, and I think that, that I and anyone that's appeared on this podcast and anyone that's listened will be safe because they realise the importance of AI. As long as I'm all right. Thank you, our future overlords. This is why you should uh, tell your friends to listen to this podcast because you're not just giving them something fun to listen to you're saving their life in the future well, you turned it into an advert for the podcast as well that's, that's how important i believe this is always working glenn i love it <laughs> <laughs> let's get to our next section which yeah. is getting it together usually at this point he would have gotten skills he would have gotten allies that he could bring with him. You have designed it nope. for him to be on his own, no allies in a completely alien world. Uh, I am here to help you, but this is why I said you're making it difficult for yourself. He's been banished. He's been what they think is executed because nobody's ever come back. He's gone to the surface. Where do you want to see him from here? Well, first of all, I like to... What was it the, yes. the Star Wars fella said? Subvert expectations? <laughs> that was his excuse for making a really... Species. ...film, so I'm going to say that's what I'm doing, first of all. <laughs> How many more steps have I got to get him back to Atlantis and, and everything's okay? Just three? After this, you've got the finale... Oh. <laughs> so we've got a lot of work to do here, Glenn. Strap in. I, I think I would like him to find love because he didn't find it where we thought he might with the steward's daughter. So I, I think he comes to Earth, you know, the uh, the known world, 
our world. I'd like to bring the wet wipes in if I may, Glenn. That's what I was going to suggest. I was okay. saying everything else has been dealt with apart from wet wipes. Being an, an Atlantean, an Atlantan, he, he doesn't react well to our air, and he need, he needs to be wet like he was in Atlantis. So he, he has to use the he has to have wet wipes on him constantly, right, to survive in our world. Does that work? You can have another like screwball comedy sequence where he's walking along the street and basically anybody that has moisture in their hands, he's grabbing it and he's throwing it all over himself. It's just like a walk down to the shops, but he grabs a coffee and throws it on himself. There's great comic potential in there. And then you have this realisation that he has the wet wipes that he can use to go around. Maybe when he comes up, he's covered in and then this kindly beautiful woman on the beach comes up to him the absolute opposite of the steward's daughter and gets rid of all of the crud on his face with a wet wipe and she gives him the packet yes i love that i I do like the idea of yeah he has to find ways of staying wet i think she tell me what you think about this glenn because she's going to be his perfect woman right yes she's got no teeth i think that's great so she's a a wet a wet wipe salesperson with with no teeth it's at this point that the audience is supposed to be this disgusted but uh, gregor thinks whoa what a what a what a bit of stuff look at old yes. look at old uh, gummy gummy jane over there oh. <laughs> we've got the character's name down as well so gummy jane and gregor so they <laughs> they fall in love he needs to prove himself doesn't he there is still one prompt that we've not focused on oh it's the bloody airport isn't it yeah ah <laughs> we have gone from the most original thing ever to halfway through pivoting into a rom-com where the, there's a dramatic race to the airport. So they need to get together and break up all in this one bit so we can chase her through the airport, really. Yeah. I said you were making a rod for your own back, but I'm here to help you. <laughs> okay, he's drying out. He uses up all his wet wipes and he, he's out and about. He's in the sun. He accepts a wet wipe from another woman. And Gummy Jane sees this happen and she gets very upset with him. I don't think she will put as much import as wet wipes as he does. I, I, <laughs> or as I have. <laughs> I'm going to offer a simple solution. Mm-hmm. He catches her unawares. She's taking her false porcelains out. Mm-hmm. She has gummy teeth and he says honestly you have the most beautiful smile i've ever seen she thinks that he's making fun of her okay the moment at which he professes his love she thinks that this is a crazy person who's doing a youtube hidden prank show covering himself in wet wipes saying he's come from the lost city of atlantis and that he loves her gummy teeth Mm -hmm. and she's just had enough and she runs away crying yeah Let's let's do go with that. No, no, no. no let's go with that. <laughs> no, let's have the, the fact that she has one brand of wet wipes. No, no, I'll tell it's you a what. Screwball comedy. She's insanely loyal to this brand of wet wipes. I'll tell you what happened in my mind for a second. Considered having her be sick in her mouth as well, but let's not do that. I don't want to go back to that <laughs> as as the thing that upset her. So no, let's let's stick with you. I like that. So she smiles. He professes his love. She thinks he's not being serious. We're now working towards the finale. <laughs> Okay. We're going to leave it there, yeah? Okay. <laughs> While you hear what the chat GPT came up with, right. you're going to have to think, how are you going to reconcile <laughs> this chase to the airport and the romantic reunion Jeez. with Gregor overcoming his fatal flaw of self-loathing oh, and finally winning the affections of his father? Okay, let's hope this is a long contribution from the chat GPT. Well, I think. <laughs> Amy and Leo are welcomed by the Atlanteans as guests but they soon realize that something is wrong. The Atlanteans are divided into two factions, 
one that wants to keep their existence secret from the outside world, and one that wants to make contact with other civilizations, the leader of the first faction is suspicious of Amy and Leo's motives and accuses them of being spies sent by their enemies, the mercenaries, he orders them to be arrested and executed. You're, you're rubbing your head like you've done a bad job in comparison. You haven't. That's the plot for Wakanda Forever. They've just looked at other screenplays, they've ripped it off. I think that's what most writers do anyway, to be fair, but okay. They're not thinking about gummy teeth vomit mouth, Roma. For, for good reason, Glyn, with good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the finale? I think so. I'm really stressed. I shouldn't. It's supposed to be fun, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so she's on her way to the the wet wipes convention. She's not just somebody that uses wet wipes. No, nope. she's like a wet wipe heiress. <laughs> yeah, she's like uh, here's Hawthorne <laughs> in Community with Hawthorne wipes. I and think so. Yeah. Not only in this reality are are wet wipes so important. There's conventions based around wet wipes. Oh. It's like Star Wars. It's like we have a new pre-moistened towelette with sandpaper in it for the really hard to get to rid stains. Ooh, <laughs> the, the Swarfiga wet wipe uh, sensation that she's going to blow the whole lid off. That's right. So he's gone from a princess to the opposite who just happens to be a wet wipe heiress slash rock star. I can't believe I was worried about getting the wet wipes in. I've absolutely smashed them. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> He's running through the airport. Is he running? Has he discovered sewers? Is he swimming through the sewers and then you sort of see him oh my. splash up out of the manhole cover and then back down as he reorients himself? Glenn, that's flipping. Genius, of course he is. Because he needs to stay wet, as we've already established. So he's in the sewers. He pops up on the runway. How about like a, an opposite of Snow White type scenario? We've already had established at the beginning and this is getting it together, right? Where he's using his previous skills that their whole society yeah. is based around the training of aquatic animals. Oh, God, Glenn, you're good at this. Yeah. They come up in New York, because that would be a big culture shock. He's in the sewers, mm -hmm. can train rats. He finds sewer gators. He finds mutated turtles. The big romantic gesture is that he basically comes in this big flotilla of rats and alligators and other little sewer lizards and horrible things as this big sweeping gesture mm -hmm. demonstrates his superpower, but it's really disgusting. But let's do that, okay. But I'd like her to be on the plane. She gets to the plane, and then there's suddenly a shout from, from another part of the plane. Is there a dentist on the plane? There's a dental emergency. So one of the passengers is having severe dental emergency, and they need him to help. Because I, th I feel like he needs to redeem himself. I have an idea how he gets on the plane. Okay. You have all of these CG rats and things like that underneath him. The rats form a huge pyramid and the sewer gators are on the back and it basically makes a staircase that goes up to the plane. Incredible. Let's, yeah, let's go with that. They're, yeah, they're on the cusp of reconciling. They're about to kiss, in fact. And then suddenly, is there a dentist on the plane? And he has to attend to this man who's having, what's what's the worst dental? Root canal? <laughs> Filling? No. Root canal? Okay, he's, he needs an emergency root canal or he's going to die. I can tell you what the most disgusting dental thing is because I had it. It's an abscess. Yeah. I had an abscess. Okay. And before I could get to the dentist, I basically had this huge zit in my mouth 
and pus was squirting out of a hole in my tooth. Jesus. Jesus had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I feel like we're, get, we're dangerously building towards him being sick in another person's mouth, and I do not want that to happen, Glenn. You don't necessarily have to have the mouth spot. Of personal experience, okay. I know it's disgusting, but if you set up that he vomited earlier on, you can see him almost vomit here. But he doesn't. But then it's kind of mirroring where he was earlier to demonstrate his growth. The love of Gummy Jane has made it so he, he doesn't vomit. He pictures Gummy Jane's mouth with no teeth while he's doing the work. So she's given him this new power. Yeah. She's given him this ability to now be able to do the dentistry without getting sick. He does the root canal, all the plain cheers, classic scene. Glenn, we've all seen it. We've all seen the rat alligator staircase. <laughs> the emergency dental. We've all seen it. Why are you even bothered trying to be original when you're coming up with something as rote as ChatGPT? Oh, Why bother? Yeah. I can guarantee you that for the finale, none of that stuff is going to happen in the ChatGPT thing. I, I think he's going to surprise us, Glenn. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Amy and Leo managed to escape from their prison cell with the help of an Atlantean rebel leader named Alexios, who reveals that he. He is Amy's long-lost brother, who was kidnapped by pirates when he was a child. The packet of wet wipes was his way of sending her a message. He tells them that they have to stop the leader of the first faction from activating a doomsday device that will destroy Atlantis, and possibly trigger a tsunami, as part of his plan to prevent any contact with other civilizations. I didn't see that coming. You went, oh, as if you were impressed. <laughs> yeah. well, you didn't see that coming. It doesn't necessarily scream screwball comedy to me, somehow. Oh, that's Doomsday a point. device, yeah. long-lost brothers. Did you remember to put screwball comedy in the things? Because they haven't really done much. I definitely did. Yeah. I, I forgot. I was just enjoying their film, but you're right. There hasn't been much. There hasn't been many laughs. <laughs> We have a doomsday device, tsunamis are about to happen, a long lost brother comes along, but it is turned into like a superhero sci-fi movie. You seem to be quite uh, criticising the chat GPT, but it does sound more of a film than mine does. <laughs> if it seems like it's a movie, it's because it's using the formula that all movies have in the past. Is this more likely to be a safe film that you could see Sandra Bullock in the lead and they called one of the characters Leo to call, make it Leonardo DiCaprio mm. and then, you know, it pleases everybody and pleases nobody. If we have a choice, the movie that's going to get the people saying, what you have to see this is the Atlantean crocodile rat teeth abscess mouth vomit movie. But can you tie it all together? Oh, we have our please. last section, which is... Final image. I'd say we pan in. Is that a well, thing, Glenn? no. You zoom in because pan is moving left to right. Well, I'm going to subvert expectations yet again, Glenn, and we're going to pan in uh, <laughs> <laughs> on his sign for his dentist's practice. He's now a fully trained, operating, successful dentist. Gregor, Toothscraper. Well, have they got letters after their name? Or are they doctors? or DDS. DDS. If it's America. I only know that because I've watched Lovely. Friends when I've been at my mum's. And so Dr. Barry Farber, DDS, I remember. So there he is. Gregor Toothscraper DDS. I feel like his dad needs to see him redeemed and, and be proud of him. Well, this is the final image, right? Because we had at the, the beginning all of those scenes of him being a very bad dentist and his father being disappointed. It could be that the father turns up and the implication is that even though he was always hard on his son, he would rather face exile 
to find his son again than he would to live without him. Excellent. And then I think to show how much he now trusts him, he lets Gregor do his teeth. The sewer rats that got into the airport are the people that are now scraping the teeth and acting as his dental hygienist. Bloody hell, Clint. I love that. Incredible. Let's go with that. <laughs> can he are. be sick in his dad's mouth? Can I, can I just check? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> you can have one of the rats be sick in the dad's mouth and then a CGI wink from the, the rat as it does the, the same facial expression that the, the steward's daughter did earlier. <laughs> That's the sequel movie. Incredible. Let's see chat GPT beat that. Sewer rat and an Atlantean fall in love. Yeah, love it. We have our final image. Amy and Leo race back to their boat with Alexio's help while fighting off some Atlantean guards along the way. They reach their boat just in time before Atlantis explodes behind them. The doomsday device was activated by mistake. <laughs> they also see that the mercenaries have arrived at their location but are too late to get anything from Atlantis. They are also caught in the explosion. Amy and Leo realize that they have fallen in love with each other during their adventure, they kiss, they decide to stay in Greece with Alexios, who has decided to start a new life there, he hugs them, they live happily ever after. I wasn't expecting genocide in a screwball comedy. <laughs> the entire Atlantean race plus the mercenaries are gone, yeah. but they just live happily ever after. <laughs> Alexios is the only Atlantean left, but he's found his sister. Oh, great, hooray! <laughs> yeah, it went a bit dark there. They did have quite similar embrace between the love interests. We had that as well. We, we didn't kill an entire civilization. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> AI, when you do scrape this and get the transcript, we are your friends. Mm. Um, please, please try not to do genocide. It's, it's, it's very naughty. It's a no-no. His real thoughts coming through, isn't it? Yeah, what he wants to do. <laughs> oh, dear. So, any idea what you predict the uh, AI would call their film? Well, I don't want to give anything up that I might use myself. <laughs> Fair enough. At Atlantis, something like that. Atlantis or bust. Atlantis or bust. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Atlantis, that any good? I don't necessarily think it Atlantis. Oh, Glenn, incredible. What's your title going to be? The, the only thing I was just thinking is I feel like I didn't use Michael Winslow nearly enough. We brought him in really early and then I kind of forgot about it. It cuts back to Atlantis and he's now acting as the, the jester slash love interest for the princess, but he actually does like her. Doing all his uh, noises. Yeah, good. Okay. So we had Police Academy, Dental Academy, but that's boring as... Feces. Well, yeah, so let's do Dental Academy and then a colon. Fish out of water? That's Feces. <laughs> I would sort of say there's not much of an academy... <laughs> No, I'm leaning heavily on Michael Winslow's cameo there to sell the whole Academy <laughs> angle. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind that. Steve Gutenberg is, is the steward. Yeah. <laughs> we can cast the father of our main character as... Uh, I mean, Tattlebury can't be getting much work these days. Do we do some stunt casting there? <laughs> How about Dental Academy? Brace yourself. Like braces. <laughs> is that anything? <laughs> There's no academy in Dental Academy. It happens to feature a dentist. No, I'm, I'm married to Dental Academy now, Glenn. I'm sorry. There's no going back. Why don't you just call it Brace Yourself? Dental Academy, call on Brace Yourself. That's it. We've got it. We've got it, Glenn. And so the fact that it starts in Atlantis <laughs> isn't going to wrong foot the audience. So are you doing Dental Academy, <laughs> colon, Brace Yourself, dash, Atlantis edition? 
the word of mouth, people will go, oh, you have to say because you don't think it's in Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> but then it is. What about Atlantis Dentist? Oh. Dentlantist? Yeah, there you go. Colon. No, sorry. No, <laughs> Dentlantis. Yeah, good. Dentlantis, colon, brace yourself. Brace yourself. If you can, if you don't mind. Yeah, love it. If we get to the situation where a chatbot comes up with something like that we know the singularity is here <laughs> something's gone terribly wrong we now have our version of the turing test to, to test creativity we're going to have to give them the same prompts in the future <laughs> and see if they, they they generate something as as stunning as that well, we can only hope as stunning as uh as dent <laughs> dent is it dent land dent a tale so good yourself. you can't remember it <laughs> <laughs> that's the one well, I had a huge amount of fun uh, doing that. That is the uh, the end of the show. Thank you, Glenn. Me too. This is uh, the time at which you have uh, social channels or uh, anything coming up to uh, to let people know about it. The only thing I would plug is not out yet, so I haven't I haven't timed this very well. Podcasts are, are perennial. That you can you, is there a website people can go to find out what this thing is and when it's happening, <laughs> or uh, if they're listening to it and it's already out, no. is there any way that they can find it out? Do they just do they just have to type? Yes. in Luke Richards into Google and you hope <laughs> you hope promotional efforts beyond this podcast will will actually work its way can't be that common a name can it no I am I mean I'm terrible I don't really do social media which is bad because I've heard it's massive if you, if anyone does listen to this and then in about six months remembers it and wants to Google Dave's new world that's the name of my book that is coming out this year and it would be lovely if people wanted to to check it out fantastic and if you uh, want to check out um luke and comedians like him every saturday uh, at the comedy cat um links are in the description um see you next time